on last week's Irrevelations. He's flexing on these altars. He's just by himself screaming at these pieces of metal like, Let's face it, deep down inside, all bullies are just hurt little kids anyway, you know? Including King Jeroboam. Makes you wonder why God picked him. You're not, you're not gonna let me buy you a drink, man of God? Come on, kitty cat, smile. As he goes on his way, a lion met him on the road and killed him. The old guy that chased down and tricked a guy into death, he's fine. He's good. The the guy who uh, spoke God's word and then got tricked, that's the one that had to die. God says, because of this, I'm going to bring disaster on the house of Jeroboam. I'm going to cut it off from every male in Israel. I'm going to burn up your house as one burns It's almost like as if this region just likes having continuous civil war long term. Before we turn to the world, I would like to... I can't be a big blessing to people if I'm poor and broke and depressed and I don't feel good about myself. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness. I believe in a literal burning Bible hell just as strongly as I believe in a beautiful heaven. No, no, no. Not God bless America. God damn America. Nothing in the Bible for killing innocent souls are in hell now burning now. The, the Bible means a lot to me, but I don't want to get into specifics. And pray this simple prayer, Lord, speak to me. Man, I really needed the coffee today for this set. Yeah? Yeah. I've been, I've been like, devolving into what it must be my natural circadian rhythm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> which, which is sleeping four hours at night and then two hours in the middle of the day. And always being tired. Always. <laughs> <laughs> I am, uh, yeah, working from home lately. It's like, uh, I, I'm trying to get better because I just haven't been able to work out is the main deterrent. Is that I used to be like, okay, go to bed at 2, wake up at 6, feel like absolute dick. And then just yeah. be worse and worse every day, worse than the last. And then sure. I just, but the the first thing to go was like, well... I don't feel like lifting today. I'm not doing any of that shit, you know? And then it just became like, well, I don't feel like moving today. And I also don't feel like thinking or typing or doing anything. <laughs> like, I don't yeah, even feel like no sitting at a computer. To. Why would you? you know? but, uh, yeah. Ultimately. All right. What was that? <laughs> what was that tweet you were talking about? I, I just saw it again. I forget which tweet. Which tweet was it? It was in the Discord. Oh. Um, oh, it was the one that... Uh, <laughs> attorneys for Gregory and Travis McMichael, the father and son charged with murdering Ahmed Arbery, say their clients have been vilified. We implore all of you, don't rush to judgment. It's like the American public saw these two white men walking down the street of their neighborhoods. Right. And then the American public went outside with their guns. In their and trucks. Chased, <laughs> and chased these two white men down. Yeah. And shot them in cold blood. That's what it it's sounds like, like on Twitter. Doing. And and I cannot stress enough how much you should not do the thing we just talked about <laughs> that Twitter's doing to these poor men. <laughs> like you shouldn't just see a guy, assume he's committing a crime, rush to judgment, you know, and allow them to be, you know, uh, tried in court. <laughs> it is <laughs> absolutely bananas. That, it is bananas that they think that they can fucking get away with saying that. Like, yeah. isn't it just fucking crazy to it, be like... You have to follow the rule of law and not just 
take it into your own hands, America. Yeah. Like, they're going to be smarmy about that. Hey, hey, Twitter, your smug fucking tweets and the mean words you said are just, just internet vigilantism, and I won't stand for it. Log off, pussies. <laughs> God. Um, it is such an absurd timeline. It's so ironic, so absurd that these guys who are like, uh, I see a black guy running, let's get him. And then like now they're like, come on guys, show some reason. Show some show some decorum, guys. You know. Obviously let's wait for the evidence. Let's wait for the evidence. I think we deserve the benefit of the doubt, you guys. Uh Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh fucking great. I I I I, I hope that they get out so that they will be a shining example of the the beauty of the justice system you know yeah, and why we can't allow people to be held accountable to it and why vigilantism is so great yeah and then get lynched and then get, get lynched. lynched and then let's lynch them yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. i'm using the word let's let's lynch them I'm in, yeah, us. Yes. Let us. You and me. We are going to fucking lynch him. With, po- with our Patreon money, once we get that right. We'll put, on, we'll put on some black hoods, and then we'll go out and get them. Yeah. Hell yeah. I'm actually for that. And, Man, uh, yeah. this would have got us so banned from Twitter if we weren't already banned from Twitter. <laughs> I'm just saying, come on, guys. You, you, you see these poor dudes? Wait for the evidence. Let's... <laughs> Let's let the justice system deal with this. We don't need any fucking Twitter vigilantism circling the wagons on these poor boys. Good God. Speaking of circling the wagons, I have to explain a a bias that I dealt with today, a personal bias, a a rush to judgment I did. Uh Uh-oh. You sent me this Vice article. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Let me pull it Let's be clear. I sent you an article that was talking about a problem in a certain country, but I did further research, and that problem is in every country. So it's weird that Vice chose to highlight just that one country. Let's let's comment and critique. So okay. I have a Vice article right now by a Pallavi Pundir, which should have been my first warning sign that I was on the wrong, going the wrong way with it. Sure. But you sent me an article: Indians are watching a disturbing amount of child porn. During coronavirus lockdown. and well, the f- I get it. It's boring out the there. The first thing I thought was like, well, yeah, they're on reservations all day long. I mean, what do you... Uh, they're doubly quarantined. But then I realized, I wait, those aren't actually the Indians they're talking about. They're talking about Indians in like India? Yeah, you don't call India? Native Americans <laughs> yeah, Indians anymore. Just, I was like, man, Vice is really racist to keep calling them Indians. <laughs> you're, you're failing to separate Vice from their previous... Uh, Co-founder Gavin McInnes. <laughs> I was like, these fucking engines doing all that. I was like, oh wait, I'm the bad guy. <laughs> I realized I was wrong. You know, I'm, I'm admitting my mistake, Grant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's the nation of India is seeing a ninety something percent, ninety five percent increase in child porn consumption. I, there's a couple things. There's also been a two hundred percent spike in searches for videos showing children bleeding, choking, tortured, or in pain. Big yikes. Yeah. Um, but that I, I so after I saw that article, I looked up just in general right. the state of affairs, which you got to be really careful typing search terms in. Yeah, I, I tried and Google kept trying to warn me what, off of it. It's like, are what, you sure what, about this, bro? <laughs> what I do to make sure that it doesn't look weird is first I go to Google News and then search within there. Okay. You know, that way if the FBI is looking at it, they're like, listen, you had the word child and like pornography in the same 
right. sent in the same search. It's like, sir, sir it was Google News. Okay. Because I Googled Native American child porn and <laughs> – like, like, like it straight up was like, uh, just so you're aware, here's the hotline for reporting child porn, and we just called it on you. <laughs> They're going to be at your door They're, in a minute. You're on every list now, especially. That's fucking weird, Kiki. Oh, uh, no. But anyway, so then it took me a while. That's why it took me so long to find the article to actually look it up. So it was just but a yeah. screenshot. But it's interesting because I was th- I made a astute observation the other day that you know the one thing the one thing that hasn't been doing great is like playground abductions, right? You would that's think, but happening. I think that's pretty rare. I think it's more like touchy uncles Family. being, yeah. yeah, yeah and so yeah. it's it's probably even more prevalent now. Like you're just stuck in the house with your creepy uncle and you got nowhere true. to go. Yeah, or if your parents are your abusers, that's it's not, true. It's that's not even up. like you can like uh, go the to respite school. of school. Yeah, yeah. go to school yeah. just to like tell it. It's pretty fucked up. This actually got really dark. I was having I don't a fun wanna, time with yeah, it. Yeah, I don't know if we but, can talk about that. But it's fucked you know what's up. What's funny? Okay, you know, I saw that was really funny. This I'm changing tack completely. Okay, uh, and we can talk about the Bible soon. But uh, so I saw this awesome video of Trump signing this like a uh, charter or something, Tr- signing a certification. Okay. The other day, and he's surrounded by women. He's in the Oval Office. He's at his desk, and there's Just like a like woman. Hitler. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a woman wearing like a sash and all this stuff, and um, and he's like, you know, you know, I'm signing this today. I'm not gonna try to do his voice. All right. Past that, he's like, I'm signing this today, and like, it makes me wonder why did it have to wait until now to be signed? Why couldn't have this been done earlier? Okay. And he's like, and then I realized it's because we were waiting for me to be president so that I could be the one to do this. Like. No one else had the the, the chutzpah, yeah, the, yeah, whatever. And so the big it, the big New York elite balls to get this done, yeah, 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 yeah. And then it reveals what he's signing, and it is a declaration recognizing the centennial anniversary of uh, suffrage for women. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why we waited so long. For the- <laughs> why did we wait a hundred years? Come on, why did we? I, oh, we waited a hundred years. For the hundred year anniversary of suffrage, and you got to think: Did he maybe think that he was signing the right for women to vote? Did he maybe think somewhere in his head it was like was it's that about time? <laughs> I am. Um, I get it though. I mean, after that whole Roy Moore situation, where like yeah. uh, most women were, most white women voted for Roy Moore. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Jesus and I was Christ. like, well, we got to take away the vote. Trump, we should. Trump should have been like, it's been a nice, grand, 100-year experiment. <laughs> let's just take it from white women. Yeah, let's just take it from white Honestly. women. Honestly. Yeah, sorry, my wife. <laughs> but <laughs> I'll ask you what you want me to vote for. If yeah, that makes yeah, you feel yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that's the problem is that women just do what their men tell them. So it's like every married true. man is worth double single men, which means that's incels true. are just doubly, doubly, doubly oppressed. Yeah, yeah. And then Mormons. Jesus, big voting power. <laughs> every, every Mormon man gets like 12 votes. Yeah, if he's if he's got the hutzpah for it. Yeah. Well, actually, not 12 votes, like six, because you can't count the child brides. But anyway. Right, they're not old enough to vote. If you count <laughs> yeah, the yeah, women. Yeah, think, you can only count the adult there, women there, that he's There's a to. certain movie bar from, women, from wives that are old enough to vote to those who have already died from having too many kids. Like, that's... <laughs> <laughs> who died in childbirth. That died in childbirth because, like, receiving blood donations was illegal. 
Anyways, wow. Yeah. We just covered a lot of topics. I hope you guys were able to hold on to you. Uh, Let's just do the Bible. That was horrible. Horrible. I just... (laughs) Yikes. Fuck us. Um, I'm trying to tie it into... Nothing we talked about ties into today's episode. Because today's episode is just like a bunch of history bullshit. Right. That's what it feels like. History book. Um... By the way, you're listening to the Irrevelations podcast. We are the podcast out here reading the Bible so that you don't have to. I'm Grant Voice. And I'm Cole Deluski. And we're picking up episode 86. My God. We're almost old it's enough to be president. To sh- oh, I was going to say, it's about time the show got 86 Isn't that like in restaurant lingo? Whenever you're out of something? I've never been poor enough to have to work at a restaurant. True, 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 true. Anyways, uh, <laughs> we're picking up... This episode in First Kings chapter fifteen. Let's see what's been going on. What's, what's we're continuing the story of Israel's many, many kings. Yeah, and I, I don't know. I would describe and uh, spoiler alert: we're going to continue this description that having kings appears to just be a kind of a bad idea. There's no real mention of strife suffering, starvation. It seems like they're all doing quite well for themselves, but God isn't happy uh, because the people are just so evil with their multi-denominational worship. It's true. And we're actually going to... I did a little bit of Googleization for this episode, so we'll talk a little bit about that when we get to it. But yeah, um, God's angry is continuously punishing the people and their leaders, sort of, maybe. It's, It's hard to say, but... Without further ado. I mean, ado. We'll, we'll talk more when we recap this. Well, at the end of this episode, we're going to have a little bit more to talk about because I think this marks yeah. kind of a shift. Uh, maybe. I don't know. But um, let's let, let's get into it. we got a lot to talk about. Indeed. So, last we heard, uh, the two kings of Israel, because there are two Israels now, right? We have the north, that's the majority of Israel, most of the tribes, and then we have Judah. Um, really, so the, the kingdom king of in- Israel and the kingdom of Judah. Are kind of how yeah, but it's kind of two Israels, right? They're both the nomenclature Israelites. the Bible keeps is Kingdom of Judah, Kingdom of Israel. That's how we're that's true. The nomenclature, though, that scholars use is kind of a north south thing. Um, whatever you know, potato, potato. The point is, there's if we yeah, if we say Israel, we're talking about the north. If we say Judah, we're talking about the south. Um, and if we're talking about Judah, also we're talking lineage of David, whereas. Northern part of Israel uh, is kind of all over the place with their uh, yeah. dynasties. I mean, but we'll get into that. Right now, the king of Israel is just a former slave driver, pretty much. Yeah, he was he was Solomon's slave driver, I believe. So, um, his name, in fact, is Jeroboam, and we're dropping in on Jeroboam. Um, he is in his 18th year of running the fucking country, um, and. His uh, counterpart in the south, in Judah, Abijah, is the king of Judah. Um, And Judah is, again, this is the part where Jerusalem is. Uh, A a big issue that Jeroboam had, if you don't remember, in the past episodes was uh, when he took over, he got jealous that Judah had Jerusalem, had the temple. He wanted his own setup, so he set up Bethel and Dan as, like, new temples and put golden calves there, which, as we know, is a problem for God. Yeah, it, so. God is a jealous God, and he don't like that knockoff bullshit. He's really insecure. That's correct. It's like when you find out that your girl's been like liking other boys' photos, and you're like, well, I'm going to have to kill her. 
Yeah, you do. And then you do it. And then um, you fucking but it do is it. What it is. You kill her whole family. If you're like God. If you're like God. I'm not suggesting you if do that. But if you're like God, you not. kill her and you kill her kids. That's right. So we find out that down in Judah, Abijah is uh, running the show. Now, that is Rehoboam's son, who is Solomon's son, who is David's son, right? So we're at David's great-grandson now, Abijah. Abijah is running the show, and it says that he's doing all the shitty stuff that Rehoboam did, which was, if you remember, uh, setting up Asherah poles and sacred stones and all this pagan stuff, right? All these things that probably are from, like, the DNA of the Israelites, uh, talking about early Canaanite I, uh, paganism. Th- th- this might be outside the scope of this episode, but why? No, let's do it. Why? But why? Why Why do why this? Is- why, why such polytheism? I mean, I basically was raised atheist. I can pretty much do without God. Even just the one. I, I don't see the point of like just chasing after every skirt in town. I think that every religion does this over generational periods. Like mm-hmm. we're looking at this not geologically, but we're we're definitely taking a far back picture of this, right? So mm-hmm. these kind of things wouldn't just be, you know, year to year changes. This is over decades that these things are happening. Um, and it's the way I mean, look at the American Christianity. Look at the prosperity gospel. Look <sighs> at the way that like money corrupts us, you know, American Christians, which are from from puritanical, right, just a couple hundred years ago, right, to now full on fucking. I need a jet to get to church, you know. So I don't think it's that surprising. I hmm. think it's part of the course. Well, regardless, he only re- reigns for three years. Um, yeah, what what a loser. so who knows who gives a shit. Uh, his mother is Maka, granddaughter of Absalom. So it's a little bit. I, I guess it's a bit incestuous. Well, that says Abishalom in mine. My, my Bible says it's a, it's another name for Absalom. So oh, yeah. So I wonder if it's the same one. So I, I, I think the implication is that he's technically a descendant of Solomon, but and Absalom. And Absalom. So doubly, that's far enough, cousins, doubly. dude. You can totally fuck your second cousin. I think so. That's safe. Yeah. Yeah. Don't do it ever. Like. Don't let your kids do that. Yeah. You can get away with it. You know, if you want to dip in the pot every now and then, yes. Yeah. But you, if, if you want to get it, that sexy Habsburg chin, yeah. you got to do it. <laughs> but you don't want to repeat offend on the incest. <laughs> no, no, no. Skip a generation. Don't fuck your own kids. No, never. Literally never. Don't do that. Don't do that I'm, ever. Well, oh, that's an order. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That was our PSA for the day. Anyways, uh, so... We find out that the only reason Abijah's fucking up, right? He's a horrible great grandson of David. He's doing all the shitty things that Solomon did in his declining years, that Rehoboam did in his years, and worshiping this bullshit. And in fact, uh, we find out that the only reason that God is even keeping David's line alive is because of David. Because, and the Bible says this for us, um, David did what was right in the eyes of the Lord and never failed to uh, not, or has not failed to keep any of the Lord's commandments all the days of his life, except for Uriah. Yeah, okay, except, for that one, except for that one time he fucked a chick and then raped her and then sent her husband to die. Other than that, bat. Other than that, yeah, a who among us is without blame. Yeah, come but on. here's the thing. That's not the only time he fucked up. Uh, I think it's the only time he broke a commandment, maybe. Every other, I mean, he was a bloodthirsty murder machine, but it was always against non-Jews, so it's actually encouraged. But yeah, but he killed about a, a lot of Jews as well, right? I mean, I mean, he quashed a couple of rebellions, but those guys were rebelling against God's yeah. anointed. So I, I think God was like, yeah, 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 fuck, fuck them, you know. Um, <clears throat> I I think it's an interesting point. So 
even though David's children kind of Solomon started the trend of being maybe not holy enough, but even though his kids are awful because they're David's line, they're allowed to fuck up. They have a serious case of affluenza. God's like, yes, you are evil and wicked, and I hate you. I hate you. But yeah. because I love David so much, I'm going to turn a blind eye to it. God's like Brock Turner's judge. He's just like, yeah, I mean, you guys are yeah. you guys are all right. I don't want to ruin your future. I'm just going to turn a blind eye to it. And in contrast, Jeroboam's kids are like uh, uh, Ahmad Arbery, where... Just can't let him go. They're like uh, they're like the uh, they're like the New York Five. Like yes, they probably okay, okay. did the same thing. Wink. Even though we know they didn't. I'm being a kid in there. But You're but we're gonna have to throw it. the fucking book at them regardless. Sure, because they're poor. Right. They don't, they're they're poor. Um, they come from the wrong side of town. Exactly. They, well, specifically, they're not the descendants of David. Which again, I don't buy it. I don't buy. I think David was a piece of shit his entire life. Uh. He took the like young woman into his room. Yeah, right, dude. All right, Gandhi. <laughs> Anyways, um, uh, it's about who you know. So the the Bible tells us basically that the only reason, even though all of David's descendants suck, all of them, uh, and even though the covenant was that they had to be good to keep the kingdom, he's still letting them keep it because God's full of shit. Right. Other than that Uriah uh, thing, he's like, except for that little oopsie doopsie. Yeah, who among which, us? Again, one of the most horrific things anyone has done in the Bible. So, I mean, who who have you never? Are you telling me, Grant, you never raped a woman and then had her husband killed? Dude, I'm not at the king though, <laughs> so I can't I can't be held to that standard. I'm not going to answer that question technically. <laughs> but, but you can't hold me. To that I standard. remember it was like when Trump was first running, and everyone's like, "Well, he's kind of a piece of shit." And they're like, what, yeah. you don't you don't call women bitches and claim you're going to grab them by the pussy? And I was like, well, I'm not running for president. Yeah, I'm, I will not run for president ever. Yeah. Well, this comes out. Anyway, yeah, especially with this show. So uh, there's a war, right? Uh, Abijah and Jeroboam go to war, and it kind of continues throughout all of uh, Abijah's lifetime, which, granted, is only he's only going to rule for three years, so it's not a big deal. A little deal. baby war, especially in the Middle East, which is usually known for its peace. Yeah, yeah, it's a very peaceful place. Uh, this is interesting because why the fuck are they fighting? Like, uh, I mean, we're going to get into this more, but I think it's more stupid. like a um, Pakistan and India thing, where they they share a border. They're they're next to each other. They don't like each other. They're gonna fight, and then they're one the of them's people, gonna though. get nukes and do what needs to be done. Um. Anyways, eventually Abijah died. Right. So this is David's great grandson and is succeeded by his son asa so that's the great great grandson of of david this is interesting because now we're at again four generations removed from david whereas jeroboam was basically peers with solomon who is just david's son um not peers probably a little bit below him but david or jeroboam knew solomon personally and so it's kind of funny that now his counterpart in the south is Solomon's great-grandson. Well, I think um, one, Solomon threw that dick around town. So it's not a surprise yeah, sure. that he might have had a lot of kids at a lot of different ages. I know. It's just interesting to, to, to how those line up. Like, you could almost assume that Jeroboam might have been alive during David's lifetime. Maybe it's like a Castro in uh, the U.S. president situation where yeah, that guy's yeah, just living kinda, forever. And it's just like, 
But it's also interesting that Jerob- for the entirety of the time that Israel has been a split kingdom, uh, Jeroboam has been the only leader. Well, um, Jeroboam's – I mean, so Rehoboam and Jeroboam had their war. and Yes. Um, Which God broke up. But I don't think – Jeroboam died in the last chapter. He's not still alive. That just – that war just continued. Okay, so Jeroboam died three years into uh, Abijab's rule. Like Ab- uh, Jeroboam ruled 20 years. Rehoboam ruled 17 and then Abijam ruled for three years. So technically it kind of skipped a generation because now Abijam's kids are going to rule alongside Jeroboam's kids. So it's kind of like one's grandson is ruling next to one's son. So they, they, they kind of skipped a generation on uh, David's line. But uh, Nabat, Nabat, I mean, it, it, we're going to get into it. It's a little bit confusing, but technically Nadab, Jeroboam's son, is ruling right now, coinciding no. with Abijam's death. You goofed. No, Nabat is Jeroboam's dad. No, Nadab is Jeroboam's son. In the 18th year of the reign of Jeroboam, son of Nabat. Goddamn. The period that Jeroboam reigned was 22 years, so he rested with his father. Then Nadab, his son, reigned in his place. Oh, Nadab. Well, his dad's name's Nabat, so I thought you said that. These fucking scum. Ugh, <laughs> their names. Fucking okay, names. We, need to, we need to be very careful to keep these names all separate, right? So Jeroboam, right, there's Israel in the north. Right. Jeroboam splits off from Rehoboam whenever Solomon dies and makes that kingdom. Right. Solomon's son Rehoboam is leading Judah, has a son named uh, Abijah that rules then. Abijah dies and Asa takes over. That's where we're at now. Jeroboam dies and Nabat. Fuck. God, that was the whole point. It was the key. was a Nadab. Nadab takes over. Yeah. So now we're on the second king of Israel and the, the third, third king, king right. since the split of Judah. Okay, so in the 20th year of Jeroboam king of, being king of Israel, uh, that's when Asa becomes the king. And he ends up leading for 41 years. So let's learn about Asa. We've had a, sh- a whole string of like shitty kings for, for Judah. Right, Solomon was kind of a shit in his end of days. Rehoboam was a total piece of shit. Abijah was terrible. Now we have Asa. He's actually sort of a good dude. He's kind of the like re-Daviding, which I think that's kind of a, a thing that happens in a lot of uh, monarchies, right? You get you get a good king rules for a long time. You're like Charlemagne comes right. on the scene, cleans shit up, does what the Pope wants, yada yada yada, and then you have a few <laughs> shitty ones. Yeah, you, you do that. You do that. You do that. Well, I mean, I think the natural humankind's natural state is to be kind of shitty. And then every yeah. now and then you get one that's like, well, I might help the poor. And they're like, and his son is just watching him. Just like, I can't wait till I take over. I can't. I'm yeah, going to yeah, fucking yeah. eat those poor. Um, oh, for sure. But so like, why did daddy paid attention to the poors and not me the whole time? I was <laughs> up some shit like I'm going to institute the death penalty. Um, so anyway, so Asa is the new king of Judah and he rules. He goes for, so far. As to throw all the male shrine prostitutes out of the land. Come on! (laughs) Those were my favorite! (laughs) So no more lot lizards at the shrine. I I Um, am imagining, like, a bunch of, like, dudes wearing skirts and fishnet shirts and, like, lipstick just being like, come on, you want to worship God? Come in here. What's weird, though, again... I'll show you my holy spot. He only throws out the men. I'm assuming the female shrine prostitutes alive and well. Let's delve into that. Is he only throwing out the men because they're gay? I'm assuming. Well, that must be it. 
Like I'm, I'm assuming this is again. This is this is why I get confused when people are like, "The Bible is totally pro homosexual." I'm like, "No, the Bible is an old piece of shit and is." I've never heard anyone say homophobic. the Bible is pro homosexual. I hear a lot of well, dumb shit being like, you know, back in the day it wasn't vilified, and then it wasn't until Constantine. I'm like, no, 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 no. No, it's bad. It's if you're trying to apologetic for the Bible for gay people, you are wrong. It hates gays. There's a lot of people doing that. Well, they're that's idiots. All I'm saying. They need to listen to this podcast. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say know. read the Bible, but that's what we're for, bitches. That, yeah, don't read the Bible because that's what got him in this place, trouble in the first place. Anyway, know? so Asa reigns 41 years. Uh, the queen regent, his grandmother, who I guess ruled alongside Abijam. I don't know why I keep calling him yes. Abijam. My Bible calls him Abijam. Whatever. His grandmother, who would be um, Rehoboam's wife. Right. She He kicks her out of her position. He says, no more queen regent. Uh, because, sure enough, she had been part of the worshipping of Asherah back in the day. you got to get so, rid of those conniving bitches. You do. you got to get rid of your Cersei Lannisters. Let's right. say it. That's what she was, right? Yeah. Kill her before the whole city goes up in flames. Yeah. Um, he did the right thing here. I'm not saying I agree with this stance, but I'm just to explain what the Bible's saying. If you have some bitches up in your grill, you kick them to the curb. Yeah. yeah. Well, only if they're bad ones. <laughs> Good ones? Good ones are fine. Uh, so for for every for every one Ruth, there's a goddamn thousand Bacchus. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Um, so he cuts down all these repulsive images that were pissing off God. All these idols, blah blah blah, burns them all down, and makes just the Lord happy. Um, he brought into the temple of the Lord silver and gold and articles that he and his father had dedicated, which is weird because his father is Abijah and only ruled for three years, and it's like kind yeah, of a right, just man. a. Fucking limp noodle. Little placeholder um, lame duck king. Yeah. So I don't I guess he's just trying to throw his dad some kudos, you know, keep the family name up a little bit. Um here's the crazy part. So Basha is now the king. Uh Jeroboam's son. It's Basha. confusing, yes. Yes. So Basha no, no, is the king. Basha of- is not Jeroboam's son. Nadab is. We'll we'll explain oh, Basha in, ep- shit, in chapter shit. sixteen. Yeah, you're right. You're right, you're right. You're right. It, We're not there yet. It, it, the Bible doesn't make uh, this was confusing. Because in the last chapter, 14, it's like, oh, and then Jeroboam's son was Nadab, and he took over. And then in 15, it's like, yeah. by the way, the king in Israel, Basha, was being a real dick. And I'm like, well, who the fuck is Basha? He just introduced this new king. And then in episode, and then chapter 16, it explains it. So it's a little bit of a, some Tarantino bullshit. Correct. My bad. So the point is that you need to know Basha is the current king in the north in Israel, and he is at war with Asa the entire time. And we have to assume that it's because Basha is a bad guy, because as we know, they all Asa are. is a great guy. No, <laughs> Asa's a good boy. That's why he got to rule for so long. So Basha is now king of Israel. We'll explain how that happens after this, uh, yeah. in keeping with the Bible's confusing narrative. But Basha creates a trade city to control trade in and out of Judah. Smart. Got to do it. Um, and he yeah. builds Rama, which is a town to sort of rule trade between it's the north like and the a, south. Yeah, it's like a fortification, like a, an outpost sort of to uh, impose tariffs, I would imagine, shit like that. Um, you know, yeah. get, a, get a slice of the pie, right? I mean, it, it could just be your traditional economic warfare. I mean, they are at war, so yeah. he might just He's be like, cute. if I stop all the lentils and figs from going in there, maybe I can starve them. I don't know. Basha is definitely the J- JFK, and uh, <laughs> Asa is definitely the Fidel Castro, and we're about to have our Bay of Pigs. That's <laughs> okay, what I think. All right. um, 
So Asa is like, fuck, I'm being, you know, I can't get my trade in and out. What am I going to do? So he decides he's going to go to the south and send a bunch of money from his temples to the king of Damascus. Correct. Is that the king of Syria or is Damascus its own thing? Is Damascus a city in Syria? He's ruling in Damascus, it says. It says king of Aram in my Bible. But basically the kingdom in modern day Syria, uh, which is headquartered in Damascus. So he sends all this gold, like literally, let me let me tell you, all of the gold from the Lord's temple, all the silver, all the gold, and from his own palace, sends it all. So we're talking about a fucking monumental fund. Right. Sends it to Damascus, to the king there, and says, hey, let's have a treaty. Normally a treaty is based on things more than money, I would imagine. But in this you case, you know, marriages daughter. and what have yeah. you. He needed to cut to the fucking chase because he's getting choked off by Israel. Right. Other Israel. So he sends all this money up and says, let's do it. Let's have a treaty. Um, just like there what used to be with my father and your father, which of course isn't a thing because his father, I'm assuming he means my father as in Solomon. I, I think, okay. So not to get too bogged down it, but the Bible uses the term mother, father, very loosely. As lineage. It, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. You know. So he, he is, He's talking about our forefathers. Right, right, right. Like, uh, Asa could be considered the son of David, just to imply that he's the lineage, not his literal... Correct. Just like, yeah, the children of David is right, right, a right. name for the Jewish people. So, I don't want to get too bogged down on this, because it's it, a very It sounds like it'd here. be something for Solomon to do. I don't remember a yes. treaty with Syria. Sol- no, so yeah, Solomon had treaties with everyone. Right. Kind of. Remember, he was well, he like, fucked all peace and love. <laughs> well, he did. He slept with all He's like, three of my grandmothers are princesses from Damascus. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Step-grandmothers. Step-great-grandmothers. Anyways, um, he sends all this money up to the king of Syria, makes a deal, and says, now, now that we have a treaty, can you please break your treaty with Basha, the king of Israel, so that he'll fucking leave me alone. Now, breaking the treaty, air quotes, is the words that they use here. What he means, and what happens, is that the king up there in Damascus sends a, his armies down to Israel and starts ransacking the shit out of their towns, killing Israelites left and right. And that causes Basha to withdraw this like embargo that he has on Judah. Right. So basically, what happened here is King Asa, the good and mighty, <laughs> sent all of his people's wealth to a to an Arab king to kill Jews for him. Right. <laughs> this is like when George Bush went to King Salman and was like, hey, do you have any airline pilots? <laughs> that I can- <laughs> I've got an idea. I can buy you a bunch of weapons. I'll send you tanks yeah. to kill to kill Yemen- Yemeni people. Right. All you got to do is, you know, this secret operation. I've got so- an idea. And he just hands him a piece of paper that says 9-11. And he's like, this doesn't... <laughs> Doesn't mean anything to me yet. Oh, just wait. <laughs> That's so that piece of paper is going to be huge soon. Now, granted, the Israelites were being bad, right? The northern Israelites, so they did deserve some form of punishment. I just think it's pretty obscene that they decided to pay all of their money to a foreign nation to kill God's chosen people. It seems a little seems a little weird that they sketchy. used God's money. To wage yeah. a war on God's people. And God's just like, cool. That guy yeah, had yeah, yeah. some calves or something. Ace, I don't know. Asa reminds me of David. I'm, so he's probably hot. God's just sitting around going, fuck, yeah, I love killing them Jews. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yikes. I know a lot of kids named Asa growing up. I do. Church kids. I do, too. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. And this is what he did. They're traitors. <laughs> Blood, Blood traitors. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um. So... Then 
like I said, this caught uh, the Syrian people, the Damascus people, whatever they are, go in, start fucking up all the little towns in Israel, which causes Basha's army to withdraw from Ramah, which was what they were using as sort of the blockade. So then Asa has all of his forces go to Ramah. Actually, not just his forces, everyone in Israel, or Judah, rather. God damn, it's going to be such... None were exempted. There's sick children, old yes. men. They're like, you got to go to Ramah and sack the shit out of that place. To be fair, I doubt the sick children are alive. Um, but he sends everyone from Israel to Ramah to take it apart stone by stone, completely disassemble it. Boom. No more fortification. Right. Um, so, yay. We solved a problem. All we had to do is give up all of our money and betray our <laughs> All we had to do is wage war against the entire nation, and we got that city, boys! Yeah, we took it down. And then, of course, the Bible reminds us that if you want to know more about Asa, just read the fucking book about him. Because it always, it says that with every king, by yeah, the way. By the way, the, 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 For, in the Chronicles of Kings, is it not also written down? I'm like, I don't know, you're the Bible, you tell me. Yeah, you're the Bible. Don't get sassy with me. Like, I mean, you so know then, what I'm uh, fucking talking about. I'm like, I don't. I'm the one reading the Bible. You're the one that <laughs> is the I'm Bible. Here. You tell me. <laughs> um, so then eventually Asa rested with his ancestor. Sure enough, happy, long life. Got to succeed at some stuff. Didn't have a single foul word against him. And his son, Jehoshaphat, of jumping Jehoshaphat, I imagine. Right. That's where that comes from. Uh, succeeds him. We're starting to get into Let's funnier keep... and funnier names that I've heard. Yeah, badasser and badasser names, you mean. Uh, so, boom, we're with Joseph, Jehoshaphat now for Judah. Meanwhile, let's find out how we got to Basha or Basha or whatever. Whatever. So, Nadab, who Cole has been mentioning a lot that I goofed up on, uh, Jeroboam's son became the king in Israel in the second year of Asa's king. So rewind, all right? It's been 40 years of Asa being king. Let's go back to when he was a, a new king, only two years in. Jeroboam died. Nadab becomes king. All right, so now we went back in time a little bit. Nadab sucks, right? Right, he does evil. evil he stuff. did evil in the sight of the Lord and walked in the way of his father. And in his sin, by which he had made Israel sin. So there are more Asherah temples, more Moloch, more Baal, more shit. And what becomes an interesting trend with these kings of Israel, again, God's people, where he's handpicking these kings to replace one another, um, each one becomes worse than the last. And I'm not just saying that, like, that's not hyperbole. The Bible specifically says the new one was the worst one. I don't think it says it here for Nadab, but it's going to start doing that soon. Right. It's going to start. So find out. I think the gist is that Israel is spiraling into evil and wickedness. Yeah. And God, like any good person would do, is just like, well, I'm washing my fucking hands of that shit. Yeah. Unless yeah. I can. Not, not my problem. God's basically become the CIA, and he just sees that the situation in the Middle East is spiraling out of control. And he's like, it would be cool. More weapons. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to inject Let's fund a little. some rival tribes and just stir the pot a little bit. <laughs> so. Uh, Nadab becomes king, right? Second year of Asher's rulership and is being a shit, as is usually the case. Now, there's a man named Basha, the son of Ahijah from the tribe of Issachar, which we don't hear a lot about. Um, and, uh, what the fuck happened here? He struck him down. So he just killed. Yeah, he just straight up kills, uh, yeah, he he uh, he sees Nadab. Uh, it's, it's telling this whole story like in reverse, and it's pissing me off. But basically, Nadab, the king, Jeroboam's son, is uh, besieging a town um, called Gibbethon. a Philistine town, right. Gibbethon, 
And during that siege, right, when everyone's all worried about shit, Basha comes up behind Nadab and kills his ass. It's in the third year of Asa being king, which means that Nadab only ruled for one year because he became king in the second year of Asa's kingship, and he is killed by Basha in the third year of Asa's kingship. So, boom, he's in and out. Right. Right. Quick, uh, really short rule. I'm sure this now region is just Basha. enjoying its stability. Oh, yeah, dude. It's so good for the the small folk. Yeah. This Arab spring that's going on right now. Yeah. So Basha is also smart. As soon as he takes over, he kills every one of Jeroboam's line, right? So just as God promised in all his infinite mercy and wisdom, he said, remember that shit you did? I'm going to have you eaten by dogs. Hell yeah. Destroy them all. Just wiped the earth clean of them. We better not fucking hear anything about the line of Jeroboam down the line. Cause it seems to do that a lot where it's like, and then they killed all the Midianites and then we get like a book later and it's like, so there were some fringe Midianites. <laughs> left over. He wiped out every last man. And then like 800 years ago. So the men of Jeroboam were being yeah, really yeah. shitty and like, yeah. it's like, can't you guys just come up with some new bad guys? Yeah, Jesus. Can't, you guys really need to like figure out how to genocide properly. You gotta have a system. Yeah, or they just need a continuity editor, <laughs> yeah. like a, like they have on movies. You right. know, they're like, oh, this box of cereal was in that last shot; it's got to be there again. Somebody needs to edit Regardless. this shit. Somebody did need to edit the Bible. We should cut, <laughs> we should release an edited Bible that doesn't suck one day. Yeah. Okay, so um, the the reason that Basha was able to kill all of Jeroboam's line was because now it's it's hard to tell. Is God using an evil man here? You think or? What what is God just stepping back and letting it happen, or is He using these people directly? I think that the implication it, it really is confusing. So it is a contradictory kind of deal. It's kind of hard to figure out exactly what the implication is here. But Ahijah of Shiloh told Jeroboam, "You're evil, wicked. All your children will die horribly." He was that blind prophet. Ahijah of yeah. Issachar uh, is the father of Basha. These are two different Ahijahs. Yeah, no it doesn't relation. really matter. No relation. But anyway, the point is Basha is killing him, fulfilling the prophecy. I don't know if Ahijah of Shiloh was predicting the future or if this is w- which we've seen or if it's also yeah. what we've seen that God is using Basha as a tool and forcing his hand, kind of like what he sure. did to Rehoboam. Regardless, this Basha, that God, I mean, God is all powerful, right? According to what we're reading. God picked Basha, and Basha sucks ass. Yeah, like I wonder, uh, we, we, we talked about this in the last episode, that I'm not quite sure how to rate God if, if he is just, it seems like it's all punishment, that God is just, Every single, it's like, it's like you found shit on your face and God's like, here, yeah. use this to wipe off. And then you like wipe it off. And you're like, that was AIDS. You're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, what the God, fuck? No. Come on, man. I just wanted to, he's like, yeah, by the way, that AIDS also had poop on it. You got more poop on your face. And you're like, I don't. Yeah, he's such an impractical joker. It's just a fucking enigma, this spiral of shit that God is putting his own people in. Um, Absolutely. While also being like, oh, what can I do about my kids, man? I don't know. Maybe lead by example? I don't know, God. You don't seem particularly great at your job. Yeah. And so this puts us onto the scene where now we're talking about Basha uh, basically fucking with Judah, which ends up causing Asa to go to the Syrians. Now, 
this is what I really don't understand. So Nadab is ruling. Nadab sucks. He's horrible, just like his dad, Jeroboam. Basha takes things into his own hands, kills him, makes himself king. Because he saw how bad Nadab was, right? He's like, no, this guy's horrible. So now that he's king, and meanwhile, Asa is king in the south and Judah, who is a great guy, godly, wonderful man. Everyone likes him. Why the fuck are they going to fight? That's my question. It it doesn't make sense. God, Because it's a new lineage. There's no beef, you know? Basha's should be cool with Judah. They're both trying to, like, make a good place to live. I, I think it's kind of um, – remember Game of Thrones when yeah. after <laughs> – after, <laughs> I do remember Game of Thrones. Uh, yeah, all right. Uh, Stannis Baratheon is essentially the king – after Robert Baratheon dies, Stannis is to be the new king. And then the north secedes. And they're like, hey, if you let us rule our own kingdom just here doing our own thing, we'll help you – you know, win the, the, the Iron Throne. And he's like, what, yeah. so I can just rule half my fucking country? Get the fucking line. I'm going to kill you too. Like, I, I, yes, technically Judah should be maybe considered its own separate ethnostate, you know, and there should be a two-state system, you know, and they should respect each other's borders. But Israel's also like, nah, man, fuck you. That's my land. I don't think that that's right because for, for her one, Stannis – thought that he had like some divine or some lineage that that owed him uh well no they were the usurpers i don't want to get too much in game of thrones lore but essentially the essentially the kingdom was established by the targaryens and baratheon usurped the throne yeah 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 but basha is completely unrelated to all this like it's he's not the son of nadab he's just some fucking guy that saw that nadab sucked and took him out there's no like he I mean, I guess if he's power hungry, but even then, they know how it works. You're not going to take Judah. It's God's, like, fucking crown jewel. I guess. You I have to. It, I don't know. It, it, maybe there might be some if context. he's just a dumb brute. Maybe he's just a dumb It, dumb it might even just be more pragmatic than that. It might just be like, well, that's extra taxes or that they're yeah. affecting trade to the south. You know, it could just be something stupid. Who knows? I don't know sure. why they're fighting. It's for the detriment of the entire nation. I really wish there was some higher power that they could call on to to... Um, you know, would be, figure this would shit nice. out, you know? Yeah. Don't, Where's that deus? Like, can't they just understand that they're all one people and need to share the land? <laughs> you would think. Uh, so, right. Third year of Asa's rulership. That's when Basha comes into power and he reigns for 24 years. Now, Asa, we know rules for what? 41 years. Yeah. So he's going to rule for a little over half of Asa's uh, kingship. Keep that in mind. Again, I know we're all over the fucking place, but do your best. And hey, now the rest of the acts of Nadab and all that he did, are they not written in the book of Chronicles of the Kings of Israel? He must have done so much in that one year. Yeah. Fucking. It could have been a month. I can't wait to this Chronicles of you. (laughs) Uh, (sighs) But anyway, they they ward all their days. Um, There's going to be even shorter kingships than uh, Nadab, too. So hang on. We're going to get to it. Um, so we find out in that, yeah, the third year, uh, Basha takes over, reigns for 24 years. But also, before we f- wrap up chapter 15, the Bible says, he did uh, evil in the eyes of the Lord, following, in fact, the ways of the very Jeroboam and Nadab, who he had taken out, um, and also caused Israel to commit all these sins, because he did the same sin. Now, let's talk about what that sin is. What is Jeroboam's sin? Uh, polytheism. For- in a way, right? He or set up blasphemy or whatever. Yeah. 
Yeah. The Golden Calves. It's not that he split off Apostasy. from Israel, right? That was supposed to happen. God wanted him to split off. It's that he set up these fake-ass temples with Golden Calves. Now, here's some weird shit. I got a little... Before we go into chapter 16, I want to talk about Jeroboam's sin. Very interesting take on this from some of the scholars. So there are sort of these different competing groups of um, priesthood, right? You have the Aaron, Aaronite priesthood that's from the descendants of Aaron. And then you had this group called the Mushite, Mushite priesthood. So they've got all these different sort of things that they lean on, different ways of interpreting. Think like um, modern day uh, denominations within the Protestant church, right? Oh, we're really focused on baptism. Oh, we're focused on, you know, eternal salvation. All these little We're all about things. having multiple wives. Got it. It gives you a reason to be tribal, right? So they had that going on with these priesthoods. They also lean towards different types of symbolism. The understanding is that the Aaronist, Aaronite priesthood line sort of leaned on this bull-calf type imagery, which was evocative of El which is probably the basis for the Hebrew God. So they, they leaned on that. They sort of kept it that. It was Aaron it. who created the original golden calf. Correct. Yes. Correct. Although maybe, maybe. So here's the thing. This one line of priesthood leaned on the calf. They get wiped out eventually, right? And rightfully and get made so. into the villains of the Bible. The Mushites, however, leaned on the cherubim, right? That was their uh. symbology. And so you'll notice that everything is adorned with a cherubim, which the scholars point out. Why is that not idolatry? You know, what right. makes that different from a fucking cow? It's still not God. It's still winged creatures of whatever, you know, right. heavenly origin. So the point of it is that what they think may cause this sin of Jeroboam to be so great is that it was trying to, um, these Aaronite kings or Aaronite Priests. priests and the kings that made them who they were were trying to retain this calf like symbolism and in fact that going back to Aaron that might have been injected right that whole story of Aaron making the calf might have been injected to to cause a line of like see he was part of all this sin he was all this that was, bull that nonsense was, all this exactly. bullshit if you will think crips and bloods right it's be like if if <laughs> right. In, in hundreds of in thousands of years, right, you look back at American civilization and let's say that the, that the bloods end up taking over, right, right and they run the world. Okay. And, you know, it's going to be like, oh, and every time that you see things of evoking blue, that that's like the evils, guys. You know, and you, like you, you, you just weave it into the narrative. Like, ah, so, so there, there might be some argument that there were two lines of priests to sum up kind of what you're saying. And at least two. Yeah. And, uh, the rival clan used bulls and the one that ended up writing the Bible used cherubims, which would yeah, kind of make won. sense that you kind of have all that cherubim nonsense directly coordinated to the Ark. And yet you exactly. still have that imagery on the altars and that bull nonsense in the golden calves. It is kind of an interesting. I would not have made that connection. Yeah. There's a book that's about it that I think I'm going to have to pick up and maybe dive into it more. And uh, we can talk about it because there's not, it's shit's not going away. Right. right. We're going to keep seeing, these themes and, and stuff. And it was kind out, of, so. I didn't, you know, it's weird. Maybe that's just, even now, cherubims and angels and all that bullshit is so tied into the Bible that I don't even think anything of it. 
But when we see yep. all that imagery of bulls and the altar has horns and everything's covered in bull blood, I'm like, what the fuck is this weird like shit? Gasp. Yeah, like, yeah, like, oh my god, what a bunch of fucking <laughs> weirdos! Get away from that. Yeah, whereas angels, which are really just weird mythical beasts, right? You know, are tied so closely to it and just seems natural to us. Hmm. So fun stuff, hmm. fun stuff to think about. Roll that around in your fucking noggin. <laughs> but anyway, right. the, the, the other point is is that uh, Basha, who God raised up to just cause another, another, another civil war, is also yeah. an evil piece of shit. So, yes, that in a thousand. Hold on to that for evil pieces yeah. of shit. Basha kills Nadab specifically, as far as we can tell, for being evil, and then does the exact same type of evil. So it's right. like, you know, does uh, absolute power corrupt absolutely? I think so. <laughs> you know, like a, it's like so. it's like what uh, it's like what pedophilia is now. Like you pull out yeah. one pedophilic li- leader, and then it's like, well, who's yeah. going to replace him? Oh, another pedophile. Jeez, every single one of them. Yeah, Bill Gates wasn't a pedophile in his garage when he was inventing Microsoft, but he sure as fuck is now. <laughs> Alleged- allegedly, 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 <laughs> allegedly for legal purposes, you know. <laughs> Uh, so in this instance, God is kind of like Jeffrey Epstein, and he's just yeah, ushering yeah, yeah. in new leader after new leader, but you know what they're fucking up to. Taking him to his big island in the sky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so that's the end of chapter 15. So, uh, let's keep rolling, yeah, huh? Let's get into chapter 16. 16. Yeah. Um, so chapter 16, then the word of the Lord came to Jehu, the son of Hanani, against basha saying and we've seen this shit before so god finds another man of god is like hey tell basha he done fucked up and i'm gonna kill his entire family hell yeah which is that's fun right like do you think at this point god just has that on like he already has that text saved and just every like just every other year so he's like send that one out you know like as a reminder he's like reminder kill entire (laughs) family he's like oh shit <laughs> he gets the he gets it in a spam folder. Yeah, he's like, oh like, right, I was supposed to do that. Do you want do you want to get your dick bigger in five minutes? He's <laughs> like, all right. Uh, do you, so it, do you want to funny. drown the nation in blood? He's like, oh yeah, it's been forty years. I might Hell as well. Yeah. yeah. So we were talking, you know, we we're speculating uh, earlier about is God using these people as tools, or is he? Uh, is it just prophecy coming true? No, we find out here. Uh, Jehu, the son of Hanai, comes to Basha and says, God lifted you up from the dust, appointed you the ruler. You know, this is not a coincidence that right. you got to be. You weren't just the You're guy that God's anointed him. king of Israel. Correct. You didn't get the oil down from our boy Samuel <laughs> like some of the fellas did, but you're still in the club, right? You're an honorary We haven't seen that, by the way, now that you mentioned it. We haven't seen anyone get oiled over by some priest. That's, yeah, probably, that's, yeah, that's probably why things are going so bad. You take away... That's why... It's like it's like you know they would be like if you take away the Bible from school, bad things are going to happen. Well, if you take pedophilia from the church, <laughs> bad things. That, go that probably explains why we're having so many problems. You start suing some priests for fucking a bunch of kids in Philadelphia. Look where we are Boston. now, America. Indeed, it's it's hard to refute that. I guess we could got to coat those boys in that special holy sauce. Yeah. Uh, great. So. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what we're doing. Why? Why do we have this podcast? Uh, so God, yeah, has gone to Je- uh, to Jehu, gave him this message to pass on to Basha, letting him know that his house is about to be wiped out Jeroboam style, which hilariously was done by Basha himself. Yeah, I know the um, dog shall eat whoever belongs to Basha and dies in the city, and the birds of the air shall eat whoever dies in the field. So he's covering all his bases. 
All right. Well, let's cover one of our bases. Which one do you pick? Dogs or the birds? Which would you rather be killed by? Uh, I feel like I feel like I would rather be eaten by crows. Yeah. Because I feel like yes, I I feel you on that one. Right. I would too. It's more poetic, right. but dogs are cute. So it'd be kind of a fun way to <laughs> a go. A couple of beagles just ripping out my intestines. And just, <laughs> yeah. Just, just turning my dick into a snossage. Yeah, that'd be fun. Fun for everybody. <laughs> That's some evocative imagery, speaking right. of. Um, okay. So um, within the Bible reverts to its old, as for the other events of Bosch's reign, uh, what did his achievements and uh, are they not written in the books of annals of the kings of Israel? Yes, of course. It doesn't mention how Bosch died. We just, he dies. Great. I thought it gets to that in a little bit. Well, uh, it, it literally is Oh, like, no, Elos succeeded him. Yeah, so... so I think Basha lived a ripe... He, I mean, he ruled for 24 years, so right. we can assume if he was already an adult, you know, if he was already like 40 or something, he dies a natural death. Um, and we don't even... Maybe his son killed he him. He wasn't even know. like related to anybody. He just was a guy who killed Nadab because he got him by a cheap shot, so... Sure, sure. So now Elah is the king of Israel in the north. He's the king in the north. Um... And but we also know that things aren't going to go well for Elah because as Jehu just heard from God himself, this whole lineage is going to be wiped out and eaten by birds and dogs, right? Yes. Keep track. So, uh, so Elah is now king, and it is we're in the twenty-sixth wanna... year of Asa's reign. Yes. Let's say Asa. Don't don't say Asa. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you say that? Uh, that's what I default to. I'm not trying. I just <laughs> God. So yeah, 26 year of Asa's reign. That's when uh, Elah becomes the king. Basha dies. And it says that he is going to reign for two years. So again, we're not even going to make it past. Asa's got 41 years. Just, so this is only going to make it. It's all the honeymoon. It's all the honeymoon phase for these people. It is. So we find out that there's this dude named Zimri. Now, let's keep track of Zimri because he's important. He's the commander of half of all of Israel's chariots. And he decides that he's going to have a little plot against Elah. I guess, you know, I, again, did God come to Zimri and give him this idea? Is it I wonder inspired? what kind of man Zimri is. Cause he, so, so the story of Zimri is that he hatches a plan, finds Elah drunk, and decides to murder him. Yeah. But Eli sucks, so it's fine. Yeah, fuck him. He deserved it. God's yeah. end. Yeah, God God decided this. So in the 27th year of Asa's kingship, right, two years into Elah's kingship, Zimri strikes him down while he's drunk at his palace administrator's house um, and succeeds him as king. So boom, new dynasty. We're on our third dynasty of this episode. And as soon Israel. as he was on the throne, he killed all of Basha's lineage and children and women yes yeah, so we better not hear from those fuckers better not hear from again. those fuckers again because he did that shit and we'll learn th this guy moves quick probably because yeah. he has half the chariots underneath him but um, yeah because uh, we'll find about you know this is this is god's anointed god raised this man up i wonder what his lifeline is going to be like after this I, I, the sky's the limit for this zimri character yeah he's got to be king for at least a week <laughs> okay so he takes over kills every single male uh it says, listen to this, he did not spare a single male of Basha's family, whether relative or friend. <laughs> so if you were just, this dude's like Stalin. Yeah. He's fucking purging. Some it. guy gave Basha a discount on tires once, and he, like Zimri's just like, I heard what you did. 
I got yep. all the time in the world to kill every single person he's ever met. You got to go after their families. You know these these people. They say they don't care about their families, but that's a fucking lie. You got to go after the families. Yeah, you do. You do. They're gonna get. Otherwise, they're gonna have their own little arc, redemption, revenge arc. Um. So because of yeah, he all this is allowed to happen because of the sins of Basha and his and Elah, and uh, all the sins that they cause Israel to commit by extension. So this is their punishment. This is mm-hmm. God punishing them for being so wicked. God, God really only has the one tool in the toolbox. Correct. And it is a, it's a bloody hammer. So we find out now that Zimri will reign in Terza, the, the current capital of Israel, for seven days. Right. <laughs> Which is awesome. Um, what happened is that the uh, army was encamped at Gibbethon, which is, a, if you remember, the same place where Basha killed Nadab. Mm-hmm. Right during a siege um and zimri basically word gets out what he did wrong that he is the one that killed elah doing god's once that will correct wiping out the line of basha that was do the people know that that was who knows knows? but the word comes out that zimri uh killed a guy while drunk and then murdered his entire family in like under a week it is shitty if do you think if he had killed him in like not such cold-blooded fashion that maybe they would have been cool. He should have just said, like, God he, told me to do it. Would have been fine. Yeah. That's that's the golden rule. Israel hears that Zimri killed the previous king. And they're like, come on, we're getting sick of this shit. They're probably just, like, fat. Because every time there's a new king, they have a big old feast. And everyone's just like, come on, just, like, put some time between them. So right. they hate Zimri. They elect a new king, a shadow king, Omri. The first, I think the first democratically elected king we've had. Correct. Yeah, everyone else has been anointed by God in one way or, or the other. Or murdered their way into the thing. So Omri Correct. wins, and he's like, first thing I've got to do is go kill that Zimri fucker, who was just doing God's will, but fine, let's kill him. Um, and they surround Zimri in Terza. So what does Zimri do? This, this, this man who was brave enough to kill a drunkard? And all his children, uh, he lights himself on fire, and we have a nice, clean death. He doesn't just light himself on fire. He lights the palace on fire and burns the whole goddamn thing down with him I said nice, it. clean death. You know, that's how you do it. Okay. You burn the Kuwaiti Perfect. oil fields as you're walking out of there. Yeah. And it's worth noting, so Omri is the commander of the army. He's like the number one general, uh, which I think makes him kind of a natural choice for a leader and a natural choice to lead a military coup. Um, so you can understand why Zimri pretty much gave up and killed himself because, I mean, his entire army is against him. What the fuck are you going to do, I, right? I, I like to specifically mention, uh, so how do, how do you – I feel like God is like ISIS where they just take yeah. credit for things and they're like, oh, yeah, that was because they were so wicked. Nothing happens without God specifically making it happen. It couldn't just be that someone killed the king of Israel and it was just a random fluke. Yeah, are you telling me that this isn't people uh, – prescribing god to all the things that just randomly happened throughout the course of their civilization <laughs> because no way how do you you know zimri fulfilled god's will so how do you justify the man who fulfilled god's will being just like having to light himself on fire because immediately israel turns on him there's no way israel just doesn't do what god tells him to do right um, yeah. um so yeah it says that zimri lit himself on fire and burned the king's house down upon himself with fire and died because of the sins which he had committed in doing evil in the sight of the Lord, in walking in the way of Jeroboam, in his sin which he had committed to make Israel sin. He was king okay, for seven days, and he did yes. all the evil of everyone before. Like, did he? Did he really? Yes. 
It's bullshit. It says that he ran Israel just the way that everyone else had. But like you said, he ruled for seven days. He didn't. This is not true. So he had enough time to commit the genocide God wanted, but also to do all the evil of anyone ever as wicked a king as there ever was. It's complete fucking horseshit. Right. It makes no sense. He was just um, running, just sprinting. He was like, first of all, I got to sacrifice this baby. Then I got to go kill this other baby. One of those is for God. I got this baby I kills for God. That's cool. But the one I sacrificed for Moloch, not cool. Here's what's also confusing, though, because let's keep going. Um, the Bible says, if you want to learn about all the events of Zimri's reign, are, isn't it written in the annals of the kings of Israel? No, because it was only seven fucking days. And we know that he spent the entire time killing all of Basha's family. So I would imagine there isn't anything yeah. to read. That's all he did. Actually, I hope it's all Zimri. I hope it's like, and then he snuck up on a five-year-old and then garroted him in the shed. And you're like, all right, that's cool. <laughs> cool. So here's the thing that's kind of weird about this rebellion. It takes place. Zimri dies. Naturally, you would think, oh, Omri's king now. Yes, the people did annoy him. Not quite. So it says that the people were split into two factions. Half of them supported a dude named Tibni, and the other half supported Omri. So now we um, have uh, 2.56. or like Yeah, like a... Yeah, because Israel split in half, and now it's also that part of Israel. Well, is split we had in half. Israel split into five sixths and one sixth, two tribes in the yeah, south, yeah, yeah. and then now that five sixths also broke in half. That's some kind of fraction no one even knows. No, you can't do that. There's, the math hasn't gotten there yet. We haven't figured it out. Um, so, what's fascinating is that Omri's declared king basically by the army, right? So, all the troops. Oh, that really him. matters. Yeah, it's, well, one, it says all of the Israelites declared him uh, king. And then also we know that he's the commander of the army. And then some fucking dude is like, do you know what? I'm going to challenge this guy. <laughs> like, what are you thinking? Listen, listen, I've got two chariots and a wife that loves me. It's like the, <laughs> like the he's like, that's a real family, man. He's like, I, I've got the people's heart. And they're like, no, 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 no. I've, I will cut you. <laughs> um, uh, so anyway, so- Aubrey kicks the shit out of that guy and wins. So great. And rules but for- here's the thing. It takes four years for that to happen. Right. Because um, it says Omri became king of Israel on the 31st year of Asa's kingship. However, we also know that Zimri died in the, 27th. in the 27th year. So it's been four years. That means that this Tibni dude actually put up a fight. So right. for four years, presumably, Tibni and Omni- Omri's f- uh, factions were fighting it out. Finally, uh, 31 years into Asa's rulership, which means Asa has 10 more years to go, um, is when Omri takes over and becomes king. And he will rule for 12 years, um, which will put him just past Asa's kingship. So now we know that we have the last Israelite swapping of the guard, at least through Asa's rulership, which is good. So he'll make it into who? Jehoshaphat's, Jehoshaphat's kingship down in judah you know what I, okay. I just i was like i was like how does that compare to like the american civil war and that lasted from 1861 to 1865 so it's a normal civil war yeah it's the kind normal. of one you need every now and then yeah shake things up but so, do you think a lot of people were uh were trying to defend statues of tibney <laughs> well it's our heritage <laughs> it's our beautiful heritage our beautiful statues our four-year war uh, Sherman where we fought over five okay. six of the country um so now Omri's king and you might think okay Omri he 
killed Zimri. He won a civil war. Surely this he guy. Democratically elected. Democratically elected king. Surely he's not going to do all the evil that everyone else ever did. No, you're right. He's not. He's going to do more than all of the <laughs> evil that everyone else did. Yeah. it's a- That's what it says. It says Omri did evil in the eyes of the Lord and sinned more than all of those before him. So think about all the fucking depravity we've read about. Um, fascinating. Omri's, also, Omri's an interesting quick, character. Uh, I just want to yeah. get into it. He buys a hill in Samaria from Shemer uh, yeah. and builds the town of Samaria after the name of Shemer, the owner of the hill, which is fun, you know. Yeah. You know where oh, Samaria, you know, there's a famous parable from the New Testament mm. about the good Samaritan. Oh! Yeah, yeah. So that's where that is. So he establishes that city, and that's his capital now instead of Tisra. Kind of like the first Louisiana Purchase there. Exactly. So fun. Uh, I don't know if you have any context, but my Bible specifically mentions him, the the uh, the um, concordance. Um, and so I had to do some looking up. But Omri is one of the only people of these kings who's actually mentioned outside of the Bible. Omri is actually a pretty famous character. Maybe not him specifically, uh, but more like the house of Omri. Like uh, he's mentioned in Egypt. He's mentioned, he's mentioned in, uh, you know, like uh, the Middle East a little bit as like, Hey, by the way, the, we, we dealt with Israel and the house of Omri while we were there and stuff like that. So, and I think I, let me look. Well, Specifically, they mention not just the House of Omri, but they mention a king. But we're going to get to that in a second. Let's hold off. All right. So, because Omri uh, committed all these sins, was the worst king yet, right. apparently. Um, but also the most cursed. famous. Yeah, in a way. Um, so, yeah, if you want to find out about him, obviously you can read the Annals of the Kings of Israel. I'm getting fucking tired of that. Yeah, we'll read, read that. Yeah, yeah. It, it's like it's like by the way, you should. It's it's like that thing that's like by the way, you can read all this in the in your syllabus. I'm like, I'm never going to the fucking syllabus. Just tell no, me. No, don't do that. Um. So we he yeah he ruled for twelve years. He dies, uh, and his son Ahab succeeds him of the famous uh, Ahabians. Yes, the Ahabians. Now Ahab is mentioned in a lot of. Text. He's mentioned in an Assyrian text. Uh, Shalmaneser the third of Assyria conquered his ass. Nice, uh, according to Assyrian history. So yeah, that might be what you're thinking, of, or that might be. I'm I'm reading from the Wikipedia because he's the house of Omri. I'm reading from the Wikipedia page. Archaeological sources for Omri. Um, yeah. Extra biblical sources such as the Mesha Stele steel. I don't know Moabite stone, and the black obelisk of Shalmaneser the third also mention his name. Uh, but it is in the Black Obelisk, the reference to the dynasty of Omri or House Omrids, hmm. um, which included Ahab. Of so course. it's just a it's just a fairly famous dynasty in Israel, and a, a, a lot of other nations just refer to Israel as you know the nation of Omri, which is bizarre because he only ruled for for twelve years. Ahab, it says, is only going to rule for twenty two. Right. We're talking about thirty four fucking it's, years. There's some scholars that believe he's from House Issachar, even though the Bible doesn't really mention what tribe he's. He's just a guy, just a guy, yeah. just a general took over, but is uh, fairly well known outside the Bible. So for all the Very evil cool. wickedness he did, he's one of the few people who like you've even fucking heard of if you were a we can Middle Eastern scholar. Yeah. yeah. 
Maybe it's because he was so wicked. And guess what? Ahab, his son, who takes over, who's uh, takes over in the 38th year of Asa. Wait a fucking second. No, 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 no. Let's do some math. It, yeah. If Omri rules for 12 years and he became king in the, 30 in the 31st year, that means he should have been done in the 43rd year which is after Asa died, and instead it's saying that he only ruled until the 38th, because that's when Ahab takes over. It must be going... It must be counting from the start of the Civil War when it said he ruled for 12 years. Okay. That's what it's doing. So That has to be what it is. Yeah. So Ahab takes over in the 38th year of Asa's uh, kingship, right? So that means Asa only has three years to go before Jehoshaphat comes onto the scene. Ahab uh, surpasses his father. Yes, I suppose so. Uh, Ahab, son of Omri, did more evil in the eyes of the Lord than any of those before him. So again, we have hit a new standard for depravity with this guy. He's like, you've heard of fucking children, and you've heard of sacrificing children. Have you ever heard of fucking kids to death for God? Uh, Yeah, good. (laughs) That's how I would take it up to a new notch. Yeah, like even Moloch is like, I don't know about that. Um, so, yeah, he's done the mostest evilest shit. Um, just really setting new standards. Just God's um, anointed. God's chosen. Quite, just doing shit. Yeah, work. God handpicked him. Um, he married Jezebel, the daughter of a Sidonian king. Whore name. Uh, yikes. Yeah. Can I just say problematic? Yeah, they should have just you know? known. Be like, you know you're married a Jezebel. And he's like, I'm marrying the Jezebel. They're like, Psh. There's going to be a really cool online magazine named after her eventually. Um, so he marries her and then begins to serve Baal and worship. I thought him. we so talked about sets, this. <laughs> he sets up an altar for Baal. We're talking about like the big bad God, right? right? This isn't like some Asherah specifically Bulls, mentioned. Don't he, worship this boy. Yeah. So we have this like depraved rulership. Uh, sacrificing children. It's This is. I want to say that the Omri dynasty is like the Clintons of Israel, <laughs> basically. <Okay>. All right. <laughs> like, like there had been murdering children in a pizza parlor before, but now it's official. <laughs> now it's like a fucking sport. Now they're mask off. They're just doing it. Um, so uh, Ahab, yeah, he gets the Asherah poles. He does more to arouse the anger of the Lord than anyone else ever had. Um, which also side note, which is why he gets to d- rule for twenty two years. Yeah, of course, no punishments are mentioned at all. By the way, yeah. uh, side note: Ahab during Ahab's reign, a man named Heel of Bethel, which is in Ahab's right, Bethel is one of the two places where the uh, the, the golden, golden cows were set up. Yeah, it's one of those man named Heel side Jerusalem's sets off on an expedition to rebuild Jericho. So it says he laid its foundation, and that cost him his firstborn son, and then he set up its gates eventually, and that cost him his youngest son. And what is that a reference to? None other than Joshua chapter 6, 26, hmm. where whenever, after Joshua took down Jericho, right, that's when they marched around it until the walls fell right. down. He said, whoever uh, rebuilds Jericho will lose his firstborn son when he builds the foundation and his youngest son when he builds the gates. Sure enough, fucking happened. Yeah. So if you had any doubt about whether or not the Bible's real, there you go. Rest my case. Right there. Here it is. Joshua said, don't build this wall. And everyone was like, no, you got to have a wall. And he's like, I don't care yeah. what it costs. 
So you built the wall and then they died. Sucks, actually. And that's, and that's the end of chapter 16. I don't know how the fuck we thought we'd get through 17. We are so fucking late on time. But uh, That was such a... So ugh. worth it. What is this fucking book? I don't know, man. Like, this is just... The worst thing here is that it's just, like, a really shitty history now. Like, we're reading a history book that's boring. But it's also... Like, there's little flashes of things happening, but nothing it's really. It's also really shitty and i really have to question the morals of god like i remember i i'm, I'm gonna keep coming back to this because it was such a turmoil i'll use that word <laughs> uh time of my life word. when people were like oh yeah we've got to have trump as president i was like how and they're like god sometimes <laughs> uses uh, an imperfect tool and you know god's annoyed and i'm like now that if I had read this Bible beforehand, I'd be like, God's anointed are to be worried about. You don't want God's anointed. They're pieces of no. shit. Yeah. That actually, I think, solidifies for me that he definitely raped that kid. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Oh, if, yeah. He's God's if, anointed, if he's God's anointed. Yeah. I do like, I kind of do like the theory that he's, that Trump's just going to be a accelerant to the downfall of America, which honestly we should be fine with. Yeah. I mean, this country sucks. Well, Roman so. decline. <laughs> Fucking bring it on. Um, yeah. Uh, God's anointed all the way. I, I just want I just want the whole dynamic between Mexico and the US to switch. And then like Mexico's Ooh. like build the wall. <laughs> Keep all these people. That would be badass. Uh, it would be yeah, great. Mexico can be Judah. We're gonna go over to Mexico and ruin their fucking way of life. That's what we're gonna do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, bad. Uh, what what do you think is going through God's mind right now? Big picture. God's um, looking down in Israel. What do you think he's like thinking? He's just pissed, which is hilarious because He's had no problem in the past intervening either through supernatural acts or just straight up fucking changing people's minds, right? right. He does a lot of mind control, um, and now he just is seemingly absent for generations. Right. And just the people are suffering. He's promised that if they cry out and turn from their evil ways, that you know, he'll come save them, which I guess they haven't technically done. It's, you know, it's is this out of character? I don't know. It's hard I to say. There's parts of it that seem like it, but it's parts that don't. I think it's kind of interesting because with Saul and with David, and I guess with Solomon a little bit, we really knew more about what the kings were doing, like actual king shit. Like they took these territories, they levied these taxes, there was peace in this region, there was war in this region. These other kings, we don't really know anything about them except that they just worship the wrong gods. For all we know, it was really a time of prosperity like everyone was like you know what i've noticed taxes are low the, the the i've never gotten better prices the dollar is strong you know the dow is yeah. as high as it's ever yeah. been but our leaders just keep dying yeah i gotta imagine it was probably depending on which country you lived in right right maybe in the north it was a little more tumultuous right because pretty much the entire two chapters we read today it was asa right. in charge um, who was a good dude, just, fair, whatever. So maybe it was cool down in Judah. Maybe it sucked up north. Right. Um, I don't know. It, it does seem also kind of interesting that, you know, with Asa's father and, you know, uh, Solomon and his line kind of, it's not like they were like more or less wicked than what's going on in Israel proper. But if it wasn't sure. for, they don't have David. They didn't have a David character. You know, bl blame your the grandfather. Blood. That's why you get to die, you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's a recurring theme is the sins of our fathers in the Bible, which is obviously doesn't jive, I think, with modern values. Right. You know, we're like, you're your own person and you're not 
Yeah. I don't know. We're very removed from that, at least in our what culture. What we need is a caste system based on... You know, <laughs> so, okay. See, so, yeah, I was going to say in our culture, at least, right. that it varies uh, pretty wildly from that, that we're very individualistic. So um, kind of funny. to. Th- it, it. I don't think... Uh, obviously, the New Testament has its own set of rules and shit, but I feel like Christians are often in denial about how... Uh, tortured you can be just for something that someone with your same last name did a long time ago. It's funny. Um, it sucks, but yeah, it's funny too. <laughs> a lot of things that suck are funny, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> they are often, oftentimes. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I don't know. I just, I, I don't know what to think. Like when you, there was the God in Egypt who was like, yeah, I don't mind letting my guys suffer for no fucking reason. Oh, you guys are, oh, you guys are being, you guys are suffering. All right, let me take care of that by killing a bunch of people. And I was like, well, that's a little bit fucked up, but fine. Okay. A bunch of Egyptians have to die. I'm okay with that. Um, I, I stand it. But the more we get into this, I'm just like, I don't know, man. Israel just seems like a shithole. This is God's chosen people. And he just keeps, is there not one good person in all of Israel? Is there not one other person that guy, but by the way, all right, we tried it where I elect evil people. I'm going to mix it up a little bit this time. Like, how, why is God still doing the same old trick? I don't know, man. It doesn't make sense. I th- I think maybe at the end of this book, we'll be able to look back and be like, okay, we have this line of kings. Let's try and parse it a little bit. Uh-huh. But I, try to find meaning or like a message, right? Because that's what this is all supposed to be is like guidance. You know, it's not just a history book, obviously. Um I, don't know. I feel like it's like when you're poor and your life shits and you're mo- morbidly obese and your kids all have like mental retardation and cancer. And I don't have kids, but yeah, the rest of that. <laughs> <laughs> but and you're like, but we have the Bible. Why is our life so shitty? You know, it, you, you, it's like you're. I, I feel like Israel is like, wow. You know, we actually have the house of the living God and the one true mm-hmm. God, and all we have is suffering, tumult. And civil war. How could that possibly be? How do you justify if our God is real and all these things are occurring? What's wh- how? How is this possible? And you're like, I guess someone must have done some evil. Like you got to find some way of blaming other people for their misdeeds to justify your suffering. Sure. I mean, yeah. Again, though, I think that you'll see a shift in that ideology into the New Testament, which is what you know modern most sure Americans follow where it's more of like, Oh, touchy feely. God is my, I have a personal relationship with Jesus and he loves me and is full of mercy and blah, 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 blah. No swords, you know, very anti-violence and right. communist kind of, but anyway, the God right uh, now, the God right now <laughs> is like, yeah, I'm okay with letting the entire nation suffer. I'm sure there's a bunch of decent Ruth type characters who are just getting raped by the Philistines right now. And like yeah. the Philistines are like, no. you know, this is because Omri had some calves or some shit, like a hundred. Well, no, it's really because of Adam and Eve. Ultimately. Well, it is like, otherwise things would have been fucking cool. I think really it's Eve's fault. So yes. It's, oh no. If I was, if I was a Philistine raping an Israelite right now, I'm like, you know, this is women's fault. Like in general. Yeah. That's the only the thing modern I day think so incels. far that the Bible's gotten right. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, the reason I rape women is because women are bad. They're like, all right, that's okay, scams. Okay. I fucking. You're extrapolating a lot, but yeah. <laughs> cool. You know what's happening. Uh, uh, someone is justified it that way, yeah. Uh, man. Well, I hate it. Yeah. Right? right? As usual. It? As usual. <laughs> so, what's our it. new Twitter handle? We, uh, I s- 
tell you what, I'll go ahead and put it out there because uh, I did create it. I just haven't been posting on it yet. Right. We'll put we'll make this episode the first post yeah, on there. All right. um, you can now follow us on Twitter at Bible Buds. Right. I did not That's Buds with a Z. <laughs> I did not contribute to that at all. I'm, this is the first I'm hearing it too. So we can change it. I mean, I just I have no connection to it. I don't right. care. But I think it's cute. <sighs> of course. What's our you can email? just search a Revelations podcast on Twitter. You don't have to find our at because right. that's our like actual sure. handle. Um, you can send us an email at revelationspodcast at gmail.com. I'm going to say we're pushing two years on this podcast now. No one sent us a fucking email, and I'm kind of disgusted. You're disgusted. At that. I see what you do when I'm not there, and I'm just glad there isn't like some kind of like a threat of violence on other Dude, people. I would be so sweet. I'm so sweet to our fans. <sighs> don't. I go after fucking Charlie Kirk. On oh, Biden, right? whoa, not, brave. I didn't say it was brave. I'm just saying I'm not trolling our fucking boys uh, and girls. Small-faced retards. Okay, wow. <laughs> I think the R word is getting phased out. I'm going to like, give it to you. Because it's Charlie time, Kirk. <laughs> but I'm, I'm going to have to start like censoring the R word soon. So, anyways. he was Charlie Kirk was born that way with that face. So, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> but look what he does with it. So I'm fine we with can't, it. We can't afford to get canceled and lose Were you the one that sent me stream. that Charlie Kirk video, or was it your dad? I, I saw it on Facebook. I don't ever go on Facebook, but it's election season, so I'm, I'm patrolling it more often now. Yeah, but yeah, it was yeah. like Charlie Kirk being like, why is it that a man who used campaign funds to pay for an abortion is now our best option to overturn Roe v. Wade? And I was like, I'm not going to finish this video. I don't – that first sentence you just said, I'm good. I, I, there's your answer. <laughs> like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me, let me explain. Let me explain what my point of view is. Like, no, no, no. I'm not going to stick plenty. it out for that. All right. I, I, I think that's it. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put this out to any of our fans. Do not search for child porn. <sighs> No, no. Oh, what you're We're pro child porn now? I think everyone should make their own decision when it comes. To <laughs> <that>. <laughs>